Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the SAP, the Sex Actually podcast. How's everyone doing today? It is your host, Dave Neal. Hey, guess what? This is a quarantine solo episode, Friday edition, as promised for the remainder Oh boy, I'm, I'm making a lot of promises here. For the remainder of the quarantine, I'm going to be coming to you with some extra content, some Friday solo episodes. This episode, we're going to do Reddit uh, relationship advice questions. I'm going to answer some questions that some people have on the internet, and who knows, maybe it'll be good, maybe it'll be bad. We'll see. How's everyone doing out there? You been doing all right? You guys been checking in? Uh, a lot of free time? Everyone out there uh, throwing in some extra masturbating time or what? What are we doing? We're uh, Tasha and I are uh, trying to dominate TikTok. We're trying to get on there and um, be people in their 30s who have nothing better to do. Hey, look, I love the create. I love the internet. It has evolved so much, right? From MySpace to Facebook. Twitter was a second there. Instagram stinks. Now we got TikTok. Are you guys on it? TikTok is the crack cocaine of social media. Uh, Everyone shames you for doing it until you start doing it, and then you realize how good it makes you feel. Anyway, I'm on there at D-Neals. Let's jump right in to this episode. All right, relationship advice. If anyone doesn't know Reddit, speaking of addicted uh, things on the internet, Reddit is super addicting. It's a old-school message board, simple upvote, downvote. If something's interesting, people upvote it. So these are the most interesting questions from this week in the relationship subreddit. So this is just people who want relationship advice. The first one is from a lady in her early 20s. She said, boyfriend suddenly left me, came home to all of his stuff gone, unsure of what to do from here. I'm 20 and my boyfriend, I guess now my ex, is 27. We both lived with my dad to help him with bills and rent, etc., to keep this short, I came home after a long day of work last week to find all of his drawers empty, his TV gone, and even the little ferret we owned together. I asked my sister, who lives in the room right across from us, where he went. She told me he said he couldn't take it anymore, so he packed and left and just went back into her room. I'm so confused. The night before all this happened, we were playing video games, laughing together, and even had sex. How can he suddenly leave without warning? I don't know what I did wrong. It's been a little over a week and I haven't heard from him. What steps can I take from here? Look, okay. I get I get that we can all play the victim here. And sure, ghosting you is very unhealthy. But due to my uh, strong belief in the law of attraction, you are somehow um, equally guilty for, for this shitty situation. So first of all, he's probably a slime ball. Let's get that started. He's 27 and he was living with you, your dad, and your sister. That's the number one reason you should be okay with him leaving. Uh, the fact that he didn't respect you enough to tell you why he was leaving. I mean, are you, did you push him away? You know, like why did, why would he want to leave? He took his TV and the ferret. You don't get joint ferret custody out here. I wonder what state you live in. See if there's any joint ferret laws. You might, you might have a case there. Uh, what people in the comments are mainly saying is just cut your losses. What a loser. First of all, you're 20. You have the world ahead of you, yet you're worried about a, a an adult man who was living with you and your family. I get it. It sucks. You had sex the night before. But uh, what can you do? Uh, what I would do once you uh, mourn the loss of this 
now ex-boyfriend, what I would do is look in the mirror, clean it first. You ever look in your mirror and it's just got specks of life all over it? Clean your freaking mirror. That should be rule number one. Clean your mirror, then look in it and think about what you can do to attract a better guy. And by attract a better guy, I think you need to start by attracting a better version of yourself. What can you do? What are you doing for work? Are you doing what you love? Are you pursuing what you love? Are you studying? Um, are you training? Are you, uh, what do you, what do you got going on that's making you the best version of yourself? Right now you're 20, right? You're, uh, you got the whole world ahead of you. You can do anything you want in the world. Is your dad holding you back? Why are you helping pay his bills? What's going on over there? You sound like the caretaker for everyone. And then you got a, a grown man just abandoning you. So maybe you're bitter because your dad, again, I'm doing a lot of projecting here because I don't know all the details. Maybe you're bitter that you're working so hard. Your boyfriend's just having sex with you and playing video games. <laughs> Sounds like quite the life he's got. And uh, you come home and all of his shit's gone. Well, his shit being gone has just opened up a lot of space for you to take care of yourself. And I think most relationship advice boils down to that. Take care of yourself and you will attract a better version of that guy. You know, you make yourself better. You raise your own stock. Then when it's time to sell, it'll be worth more. So invest in yourself. That's my advice for you. All right. That was an easy one. Number two, here we go. Oh, Tasha, you'll like this one. The title's, I am genuinely scared of my wife. <laughs> oh, this is from a guy. He says, I'm 29. She is 27. So before anyone gets the wrong idea, she doesn't physically abuse me. We have been together for almost nine years and have been married for a little bit over two years now. My way of showing affection and love is through physical contact. My hand on her leg, holding her hand, etc., etc. But that has always annoyed her, I guess. She will remove my hand from her leg or ask why am I always touching her. Now, it has gotten to the point where I don't want to touch her anymore because of fear of rejection. I'm even scared of accidentally touching her. She's also very condescending towards me. Asks me to do something and then afterwards criticizes how I've done it incorrectly or why I shouldn't have done it that way. I've spoken to her about this before and things are better for a month or two and then it will just start again. Now, this might sound stupid towards other people, but think of it this way. Say you are a gift giver. That's how you show love through giving gifts. You give someone your love, you give your love a gift and they throw it in your face and ask you why you're giving them these things they don't want. That's how I feel right now. My gift of love towards her is being thrown back at me the whole time. Anyways, I just wanted to get this off my chest as I don't have a close friend to share it with. Stay safe, everybody. Well, listen, dude, I'll be your close friend for the moment. All right, here's the deal. She's got habits ingrained into her that are hardwired from living her life and surviving as long as she has survived. You've got habits ingrained into you. The problem, and we're talking love languages here. So you say your love language is giving gifts, which is clearly not hers. So she just doesn't understand the value in you giving that gift. The, the thing you need to look at is, are you attaching any sort of bitterness or resentment to that gift you're giving? Now, a lot of times, codependent people will give a gift. Uh, and if that gift is like, if I was to compliment a buddy of mine and he shrugs it off, I'd be like, Hey, listen, you asshole. I just said a nice thing to you. It'd be nice if you ever said something nice back. You know what I mean? So the, um, resentment is often attached to gifts that are given. Uh, you need to give 
a gift unconditionally to her. Now, what you're saying is that sometimes you'll uh, you'll uh, give her uh, a, t- a touch and affection, and and um, she'll be snappy, jump away, and you feel like you're walking on eggshells. You didn't see, you didn't say that, but I think that's the term we can agree with. You feel like you're walking on eggshells around her. She sounds like she's got an orb around her, and she uh, is very sensitive to her surroundings. Uh, with that said, and first of all, you guys have been together for nine years, married for two. You're not going to ghost her like the previous. Wouldn't that be funny if my advice was like, just ghost her and steal the ferret? You can't, you can't do that. You can't do that. You, you're invested. You're invested in making this work. Well, it takes time. You say you've talked to her and then several months it goes back. Look, it's going to go back. She's going to go back to her own ways. She's going to, you know, uh, be self-centered with the way she feels like she um, wants love given to her. You know what I mean? Uh, it's it's like learning a language here, you know? you just got, It's a slow, long process. She has to learn that you're giving her love. But at the same time, you have to learn unconditional love. You have to learn how to give her a shoulder rub unconditionally. And if she's like, babe, now's not the time. You need to know that it's not about you, man. I get it, but it's not about you. You understand? If she can't, if she can't stand being touched in a moment, she might be overstimulated. There's a book called, um, uh, Hey Tasha, what's that book about, um, uh, people that are hypersensitive to things, hypersensitive person. What's it called? We're phoning Tasha right now. Highly, oh, highly sensitive people, right? Let's, let's, a highly sensitive person. She might just be a highly sensitive person, which means the goalposts for what make her happy and feel good is a lot narrower than yours. It's it's called The Highly Sensitive Person by Elaine Enron. Here, can you just throw it to me? Let me see the book right here. I, I I'd let Tasha get on camera, but she's still in her undies. So so I didn't I we didn't I didn't plan on this, but here's what you need. You need the highly sensitive person. You're you're dating someone who's highly sensitive. You're married to someone who's highly sensitive. The highly sensitive person. Let me let me ask you, bro, if this um, explains your wife. The highly sensitive person. You will discover. Um, wait, do you, do you have a keen? Okay, here we go. Uh, are you a highly sensitive person? I'm just reading the back of the book. Do you have a keen imagination and vivid dreams? Is time alone each day an essential as essential to you as food and water? Are you too shy or too sensitive according to others? Do noise and confusion quickly overwhelm you? If your answers are yes, you may be a highly sensitive person, HSP. Most of us feel overstimulated every once in a while, but for the highly sensitive person, it's a way of life. In this groundbreaking book, Dr. Elaine Aron, a clinical psychologist, workshop leader, and highly sensitive person herself, shows you how to identify this trait in yourself and make the most of it in everyday situations. Drawing, so the deal is, is you can't control the fact that her skin crawls if you touch her because she's not in the right mindset. You can't control the fact that she doesn't understand that you're giving her gifts because maybe you need to find out what her love language is. This is like every relationship is the same thing, right? You've got a drill. She needs a saw. You understand? So you got to find a way to adapt your drill into a way that works for her saw. Does this make any sense? Is this the dumbest, you know, Home Depot analogy over here? You need you need an, an adapter. So how can you take your love for giving her affection and how can she absorb that in a way where she receives it? Because I understand what you're saying, bro. If she doesn't receive your love, it's almost hurts more than whatever like whatever energy you were going to give her if you were going to give her 80 kilowatts of love and she and she and she sort of 
refused it because she because because uh, she was in some sort of you know uh you know uh, hardened exoskeleton where she couldn't be bothered because something was going on in her head that 80 kilowatts of love comes back at you at 160 kilowatts of anger i totally get it i totally understand so what you need to do is have compassion that she is married to you and she loves you but you speak in a different language you will always speak different languages she will try her best when she's in the right mindset to give you the love you need. But I think you need to focus on losing the expectation when you give her love. And I know what you're thinking. How can you lose the expectation when every time you try to offer her love, she wants to beat you up? You know, because your title is that you're generally, genuinely scared of your wife. Well, the deal is, is you need to just tone it down. You need to tone it down. She might be a highly sensitive person. Um, that's all I'm going to say about that. So... I don't know. Write me back. Write, write us, write us back. Sex actually podcast at gmail.com because look, I'm no expert. All right. That's the deal. I'm no expert, but I'm a stranger and I got no sort of, um, stake in the game. So I have no reason to BS you, but, um, I do hope you figure a way to communicate with her because that's what it all comes down to. Uh, find a way to lose that bitterness when you try to give a gift. I understand, man. It's infuriating. I get it. You go, are you go, are you kidding me? I just came over. You know what I mean? I totally get it. I'm going to move on because I'm sounding redundant, but good luck to you. Write in. Let me know how it goes. Here's the next one. Actually, let me get a sip here. Boyfriend messed up for my birthday and I don't know how to deal with it. I turned 30 yesterday. Congratulations. Happy birthday. Uh, this is from a lady. I've been dating my boyfriend for four years now. We live together and are currently in lockdown, so we couldn't do anything crazy exciting for my birthday. I wouldn't say he ruined my birthday because I have amazing friends who are always there for me, but he really messed up. He didn't get me anything. He didn't wish me a happy birthday. The only thing he kept saying was he ruined my birthday and he's a piece of shit while laying around feeling sorry for himself. We were supposed to have steak and lobster, but he canceled it and said he didn't feel like cooking. So he really didn't try to make the day positive and about me rather than be selfish and make the day about his pity party. I want to leave him. We were already on the rocks, but I lost my job temporarily due to COVID-19. COVID-19. I don't feel confident enough to move into a place on my own without knowing when and if my job will still be there. I'm not sure what to do. How would you deal with this situation? First thing I would do is try to create some space from him. Where do you live? Uh, where, where are you at? Like, what can you can you create space? Can you get? Can you give this guy space? Is he depressed? What's his situation? I'm not saying I'm not saying like uh, he's right for for all this, but what's going on? Um, you said you were already on the rocks. Does he is he out too? Maybe he's out too. Maybe maybe you're con- you're considering leaving him. Maybe he's already left you emotionally. So why would he make you a lobster? This dude's not buying crustacea for you. He's not doing surfing turf. You kidding me? Give him the ferret and move on. A lot of breakups here happening. Uh, a lot of a lot of uh, relationships strained to the max. Due to COVID nineteen, uh, look, you 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 sound like your relationship's done, right? Uh, let's assume it's done. Let's go. Let's go there. Let's assume it's done. Have the conversation with him. That way, you're detached. Like you're not trying to save things, but just save yourself first. Say, you know what? I value. Say, you know what? I don't care. Look, the 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 birthdays. The birthday thing doesn't matter. It sounds like to you, the birthday thing doesn't matter. You got friends, they take care of you. You know your worth. What matters to you is that you know there's a guy out there 
that would love to spend a day baking you a cake, buttering up your lobster, whatever innuendo you need. You know what I mean? Snapping them claws under your thick ash. Uh, But this ain't it. So either he's in a depressive place and he needs to figure his way out of it and salvage the relationship or you need to realize um, that, uh, you know, it's already gone. You saw a goodbye in his eyes. It's a good Zach Brown song. I saw a goodbye in her eyes. Uh, so what's it going to be? Either way, have the conversation. I know you're boiling up. Get, uh, give, it, give it space to like, uh, you know, stay your case. Rela- relationship uh, discussions, I need to be treated sort of like, um, like a lawsuit, right? Like you got to go to court. You got to be like, look, here's the evidence. Here's how my client feels. Um, now it's your turn. You can cross-examinate me, but I need to know that like, you know what I mean? You got to come to it sort of emotionless. So let, feel your emotions, journal it. You've already done it right here. You wrote, you know, you wrote into uh, not my podcast. You just wrote into Reddit and I stole it. Uh, but anyway, take a breath, figure out what you need to be happy and see if he's involved in that. And he might not be. And then comes the next question. You, you're afraid to move out. Of course, you're afraid to move out. But once you make the decision that the relationship's over, um, an apartment will show up or he'll decide to move out. Be like, you know what? Go home to your family and figure shit out. I'm going to get a roommate. And then you go on Tinder and you fuck somebody. And that's what you do. You know what I mean? You fuck somebody. You download and subscribe our podcast and you let us know how it goes. Now, on the most optimistic side of your story, maybe he gets out of that funk he was in and he goes, you know what? Sorry, I was so selfish. I was feeling so much pain and I didn't know how to show it. I just wanted to push you away. Let me write this wrong. And in that case, it's a giant red flag and then you give him a second chance and you go, I know my birthday was yesterday, but I'm going to give you a chance tomorrow to show me what you would have done on my birthday. I'm going to give you that. I'm going to give you that gift on my birthday to see how you would have taken care of me. Because in the end, a relationship should be dessert, not the main course. You know what I mean? You, you, it doesn't sound like you're asking for too much from him. It's like, Jesus Christ, it's your birthday once a year. It's not like it's your like, oh, you know, it's my quarter life, you know, whatever. According to me, and I've only heard your side of the story, I side with the fact that it's not asking too much to want a guy. You know, you want, you, you want to post an Instagram photo showing what your guy did for you. It's literally the birthday thing. What are you looking at, Tasha? The birthday thing, it's like you're stuck in quarantine. He literally could have, you know, done anything. He could have put uh, cake icing on a can of baked beans with a candle and spun that. You know what I mean? Anything he could have done. So clearly he's either uh, moved on from you and he doesn't have the balls to tell you or he's uh, depressed or bipolar or something. So what are you looking at me for? What do you want? You keep looking at me. Tasha's looking at me, guys. Right on the other side of that camera. Put some clothes on. It's 3 p.m. <laughs> she goes, it's not even one. Let me tell you guys, Tasha doesn't put clothes on until after 1 p.m. This is quarantine. These are weird times, okay? By the way, it's the hottest day in the world today. It's like 95 degrees in Los Angeles. I left these nice windows open so I could podcast. And then as soon as I hit the red button to turn the podcast on, some fucking dude out there was like, let's jackhammer concrete. So we're boiling inside, but as soon as this is done, doesn't that sound shitty? Did you hear me talking, Tasha? Did you hear the, the thing about the birthday? No? Yeah, I'm not going to repeat it for you. Anyway, good luck to you out there. 
and write in sexactuallypodcast at gmail.com. Let me know how it goes. Um, all right, here's our next one. <clears throat> my boyfriend, a lot of, a lot of women writing in. My boyfriend keeps telling me I'm bad at sex and it's getting to me. For context, my boyfriend and I have always had a dynamic in which we rip the shit out of each other with insults, which, what are you, 15? Which I never normally mind. However, I'd like to think that I never push too far. Uh, and first, okay, first of all, you'd like to think you never push too far. That's, you know, maybe you have, who knows, but let's keep going. And things that he mentions he is sensitive about, his height, his body, etc. I make sure I don't bring up when jokingly insulting each other. I know he's a man and males don't often have the same filter, but this is not the case for him. I'm very sensitive about my acne, body, in comparisons to other girls, as well as sex, because it's something I get very nervous about. But aside from that, I don't take offense to much and I'm happy to take whatever I just shout. I have openly told him that I, what I'd prefer, that I'd prefer he doesn't bring up several times, yet he still chooses to joke saying he could, quote unquote, have better kissers than me, and he could uh, quiet on a call, quiet on a call for a while, Wait, it doesn't even make sense. He could quiet on a call for a while. He'll jokingly say he's talking to other girls. Uh, okay, I kind of get you. I find this stuff really embarrassing, especially when it's on a PS4 party with friends, but it's not enough to get moody about. So I normally just brush it off and laugh, telling him, telling myself he, do, he doesn't mean it. So we've only started having sex quite recently, just before lockdown. And when we did, I was super nervous. This is because something quite uh, traumatic happened a couple years ago. I'm over this, but I haven't had much experience in the field since then. I'd asked him several times whether I was doing okay so or what we could improve on, but he was very apathetic towards it all and so silent for most of it. I couldn't really tell whether he was enjoying himself. I waited until a lot later in the day to ask what I could improve on again and apologize for my nerves, mentioning that it takes me a while because of everything that had happened. He said that it was fine and he was happy to wait until I had a bit more confidence. Um, I know. Uh, JT was probably a mood killer. What does that say, JT? I know JT was probably a mood killer, but I wanted to be honest with him. Is JT literally the letters J? Oh, okay. Tashi's correcting your, your grammar over here. I know it was probably a mood killer, but I wanted to be honest with him. <laughs> People must think I'm a horrible reader, but these are kind of hard to understand. Also, I'm wondering if she's British because she spelled offense with a C. Is that how they spell it over there? Or is that just bad, bad uh, spelling? Anyway, <clears throat> uh, home stretch. So anyway... Ever since it has happened, he has started to make the occasional joking remark about me needing to watch porn so I can get better at sex. I took it seriously the first time and asked if it was seriously something he wanted me to do, as, as I'll always take on criticism, and it was uh, it, and I want it to be enjoyable for both of us. He went quiet and asked him if, and I asked him if he was joking, and he just responded with, "quote unquote, wouldn't you like to know?" Which kind of fucked with me further. I pressed him about it and asked again, saying that uh, if I was bad at it, I wanted to know. He begrudgingly responded, saying that I wasn't bad, but never mentioned that he enjoyed it. He's also starting to bring up that I have small tits in the faces I make during se sex, because at least for one, I was enjoying myself. Uh, my argument is that I explained to him in detail that it's something I'm really trying to work on and can often be shy about, but to be patient with me, uh, so to go in and whether he's joking or not, tell me I'm bad and that I need to improve in such a crass way is kind of insulting. That piled up with all the other insensitive jokes he makes just got to me last night and I hung up on the phone with him and told him to grow up and I haven't spoken to him since. I don't want to sound like one of those girls who can't take what she throws out, but he knew how, how much of a touchy subject it was for me and still continued to press on despite me getting more upset. Am I the asshole for being too sensitive or is there genuinely a problem here? And the vote is you are not the asshole. You are not the asshole. Uh, no, you're not the asshole. Look, you, you, you guys set a bad president for shitting on each other, okay? 
you got to know, like, you got to know what your partner's threshold is for jokes. And look, I've been there. I'm a comic. I, I bite my tongue nonstop for funny things I, I'm thinking about saying. But first of all, you never make fun of performance. You never make fun of body. You never make fun, you know, none of that stuff. None of that stuff. You guys are young. I can tell. How old is this guy? How old is he? I mean, it's he's like negging you, but he's already dating you, so he doesn't need to neg you. You know what I mean? But it doesn't sound like he's negging you on purpose. It sounds like he just doesn't realize that you're not one of his guy friends. It doesn't have to be that men are better at shitting on women than women are. It's not like that. Because I'm sure you could like get to him in a second if you call... You know, if you say, hey, you're five foot seven, you little shorty. You know what I mean? You could, you could mess him up in two seconds. You got the keys to the nuke button. You know what I mean? So you choose not to, and that should be commended. And all, of your, all you're asking is that same in, in return. And also, don't, don't give him... I wouldn't give him the permission to decide whether or not you're good or bad in bed. You might be less experienced. but And, and also, if you do want to watch porn, do it for yourself. Do it because you want to try some new, you know, techniques or whatever. You want to learn something, but be careful out there. Some stuff on that porn, you need to, you know, do some stretches beforehand. Do me a favor. If you uh, are listening, write in sexactuallypodcast.gmail.com and let me know how it's going. But, um, you know, hanging up on him doesn't answer, doesn't solve the problem. But also, if he's not willing to communicate, then the conversation is over. If you are hanging up on him, what I would do is this. I would say... Look, I'm about to cut the conversation off because I don't feel like you are listening to me. So I will try again later. There you go. At least because if you just hang up, he's like, oh, what a, she's fucking, what a, what a bitch she is. Like, it's not getting through to him. So just let him know. Give him the, the decency of length. Look, I've been hurt and I don't feel like you've listened to why. And therefore, I don't see why this isn't going to change in the future. And you literally create the boundaries of the relationship by what you're willing to accept and not accept. And what you need to know is that you've got the power to walk away. You've got the power to walk away and not look back. And he will decide if he's willing to play within those rules. And don't get me wrong. In the future, you might be making fun of each other and he might slide a diss. Acknowledge it. Say boundaries. Tell him boundaries. That's a little too far. That one, I took that one personally. Let him know. Because he might just be a complete idiot to all this and not know how far he's going. Let me know what you think. I think that's a sort of common one for younger relationships. It's like no, nowhere to separate your friendly, your friendly vibes from your, your lover. Or in your case, if you're not in love, I don't know what you're, you know, I don't know what you guys are, what you are, but your, your intimate partner doesn't need to be the one that you're uh, doing fart jokes and making fun of how, uh, how they how they have sex, because you know what I mean. You could learn, you could watch a couple blowjob tutorials and then blow every guy around them, and word will get out that you're you know you could suck a golf ball through a garden hose. And uh, that's right, Tasha looked at me. Take notes, baby. By the way, with this COVID nineteen issue, they say no one can uh, taste anything, right? If you have the virus, it means you can't taste or smell. So you'd think more uh, ladies would be blowing. I don't know. Just a thought that I had. Anyway, um, good luck to that. And uh, let me know how it went. All right, we're on to our last one. This has been good so far. I think this has been helpful for me at least. You know, what's what's interesting as a case study answering questions like this 
and for those that are, you know, for everyone who's listening, is we, guys, we possess a little bit of everybody in each one of these little case studies. We possess part of the victim. We possess part of the asshole. I mean, I can't tell you there's been plenty. I remember, I remember in college, like there was a girl that I was dating and she asked why I chose her over her friend. Tasha, you'll like this one. She's dating some girl and she goes, and she, she was, and, and I liked her. And she goes, why did you choose me over my friend? And my response was, I go, oh, your friend turned me down. <laughs> and, uh, and I was 100% kidding. But uh, that's not the way you build trust and confidence in each other. That's something you do with your buddies. Oh, hey, why are we hanging out? Oh, I already asked Timmy, but he was busy. So I'm hanging out with you, you cheap piece of shit. You treat your buddies that way because there's no sort of fear of like, uh, there's no, usually with your buddies, you don't have a trust issue because you're not like cheating on each other or have other options. Your buddies, your friends. It's kind of like, you know, simple as that. Whereas relationships, there's always other temptations and are you monogamous and this and that. And and um, once once you, you know, violate someone's trust, they're going to take that shit baggage to their next relationship and they're going to force the next person to have to deal with your problems. Every relationship, you should be able to invoice your partner's previous partner. You know what I mean? You should be able to invoice them for the ways they fucked up your partner. You know, it's like if you, it's like if, it's like if you get a dog and the dog pees whenever the phone rings, <laughs> you should be able to find out who owned that dog before you and pay, and they have to pay for the carpet because, you know, Domino's called you back because they couldn't find parking and now you need a new artisanal rug. You know what I mean? Is this genius? We don't know. Let's go to the last one. Oh, I'm excited for this. I got one sip of black cherry sparkling water left. How is there no sugar in this? It tastes so good. There it is. Here we go. You guys ready for this? Should I put some music to this one? Here, let's let's do some music. I want to play some music behind this one. I'm using the new Levelator. I got the um, Roadcaster Pro. All right, we got some good music here. You guys ready? This is from a 20-year-old... Um, oh, no, this is from a 20-year-old female. All right, these are all ladies' questions, I guess. She said, My boyfriend, who's also 20, doesn't respond to me for hours when he is at his friend who is like a sister to him's house. So your boyfriend's not responding to you when he's at his friend who is like a sister to him's house. Okay, here we go. Okay, already giant red flags. Everyone who's listening is going, leave him. Okay, you guys are 20 too. You guys are young. You might not know the rules yet, but you don't sleep with other... Okay, here we go. Okay, here she says, okay, back again because I have zero friends to talk about this with what wouldn't cause drama. So my boyfriend of nine months goes over to this girl's house a few days out of the week and is always there the whole day all the way till 1 a.m. And once he slept over at her house. But we have addressed that before. So yet again, I am waiting for his response for three hours while he is doing studying with her. It's a funny way to put it. She said he is doing studying with her. I, uh, studying anatomy or what? Uh, we're doing CPR class today, honey. Don't worry about it. Uh, I have addressed this concern and have made it very clear that I know he can't respond within two seconds of my message and that my issues with this stem from my insecurities considering cheating and such has happened to me before. But there's no reason that he cannot respond within 20 to 30 minutes. I don't want to keep having to talk about it every month and I also don't want to hear 
tear him away from any friends, but I'm not sure what to do. Any advice would mean the world to me. Thank you. And then in the post, she said, I am definitely not the side chick. I am his first girlfriend, and this girl is his brother's ex-girlfriend. He, oh, so that means that girl likes his uh, gene code. Uh, he is committed to me first without a doubt, considering his whole family knows me well and only sees me as his girlfriend. He has always been amazing to me, but he does little things like this here and there and thinks nothing of it. Thank you so much for all your comments and advice. Uh, listen. Listen, listen, listen. You sound very mature for a 20-year-old. You mentioned that you have your own insecurities, so you took sort of a blame in that, but you said, even with your own securities, you don't expect him to respond two seconds later. But, and I, I get in today's world, you're Generation Z. 30 minutes is a long time. Now, in most scenarios, I would say, don't expect your guy to get back to you within 30 minutes. But I understand this is a heightened scenario. You guys need to both know that for his relationship with his friend, who is quote unquote, like a sister to him, to work... You need to be like ready to go if you feel weird at any moment. You know what I mean? You're like a wounded, you know, puppy here. Okay. So if you need to call him five minutes in and then another half an hour later, that should be okay with him because he is kind of in a very gray area. Why does he need to spend this much time with someone who's like a sister to him? You know, I've got a sister. We don't spend any time together. You know, clearly, clearly he's got a deep friendship with her and there's probably, there's probably an attraction on some level. Why would they spend that much time together if there wasn't an attraction? Now, I guess the question you have to ask is why isn't he dating her while she dated his boy, his brother? Okay. Does she, are you friends with her? Can you try to hang out with them together? You know, if he, if he's dating you and he's good friends with her, you would think he would be cool with you guys all hanging out. Maybe you and her can hang out on your own and not answer the phone when he wants to talk. I'm not saying that in a manipulative way, but maybe you guys could hang out uh, on your own. Get to know her. Find out that she really does like other guys and is not into them. Now, but they, they, and again, I don't have women's intuition, guys. I don't have that. But uh, women do uh, brag about knowing when something's up. You know what I mean? So if you feel a little weird about this situation, you your feelings are valued. Uh, I know most people listening, like the easy thing to say is, dude, even if he's not cheating on you, he's emotionally cheating on you and all that. I'm not giving him a pass. I'm saying you guys are 20. And I know everyone, I know at every age, you think you have life figured out. I get it. But he probably doesn't realize lines that he's crossing. The fact that he slept over there, it's like, look, yeah, this isn't Dawson's Creek, Okay. I get it. You're friends with Dawson. You want you. I know that. I know that reference is gonna fly away over your head. Uh, <laughs> you mean that show from the '90s with the guy who lost Dancing with the Stars? Yes. Uh, he got robbed, by the way. What was my point? My point was, doesn't he have like seven kids? Anyway, um, my point is, you guys need to communicate. You drew the line in the sand with him sleeping over there, so to his bonehead ideas like, well, if I can't sleep over, I'll just stay till one. Find out what your date and quality time is. But also at the very least, I would probably invest more time in doing things that are of value to you. I'm not saying you find a guy best friend to make him feel that way he feels. But if these are the rules you guys are playing with, find another friend group. Find other people to hang out with. 
because if he just thinks he's got an option waiting for him at home, you know, he might be a little, you know, eh, take care of yourself. What it all comes down to. Take care of yourself and um, let him know you're, you're, uh, you're a fierce bitch who can stand tall on your own. The thing we always say over here is like, you don't want, when you grow with a partner, you don't want to be the vine on his tree. You want to be two palm trees that, you know, are eight feet apart. So you both get your son and you can grow up together. That's what you want. The second one thing smothers the other thing, you know, say he outshines you. Well, then you're not getting the son you need. And then you wither away and then you just resent him for it or vice versa. Or, or imagine if, you know, you're the vine on his tree and then you're relying on him for all the nutrients. No. Is it a weird analogy? Probably. But the point is, take care of yourself. That's the advice for all of these situations. Take care of yourself. Put yourself in the driver's seat so you don't need to have a relationship because rent's cheaper together or have a relationship because, you know, your parents think you guys look cute together. Take care of yourself. In the meantime, let him know what your boundaries are. A lot of these questions are about boundaries. You know what's interesting is with these with the stay-at-home order, coronavirus, all this jazz, a lot of to- lot of boundaries topics, a lot of things that we didn't address before. A lot of relationships will grow from this. A lot will end. And hopefully the ones that do end and the ones that do grow, we learned why that happened. Because the thing we need to remember is if we don't resolve an issue that we have within ourselves, we will present an another version of that same issue with the next partner. You know what I mean? So if you don't, if you let him walk over you this way, the next guy's going to do the same thing because, you know, we're all just creatures trying to take care of ourselves. So if we feel like we got extra room to roam, you know, and I don't mean roam in sort of like a player, you know, bison on the tundra way where he's going to go spread his seed. I mean, like in the relationship, have a strong base, take care of yourself. Hope that answers it. Let me know. Let me know how it goes. Sexactuallypodcast at gmail.com. We have an Instagram for all of our new people that find us. It's at the.sap. Go follow us on there. Share us with your friends. And if you liked this, you can subscribe. Hit the subscribe button. Uh, we do episodes every Monday. And then as um, as this uh, stay-at-home order happens, I'm going to try to bang these out for every Friday. And again, what do days even matter? I don't know what day of the week it is. It doesn't matter anymore. And... Um, we just appreciate you guys uh, for our loyal listeners. Shout out to all of our Patreon members. If you want the real good stuff, the real meat and potatoes, go to patreon.com slash the sap, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash T-H-E-S-A-P, where I do solo private episodes. Tasha and I do episodes. We do car cast. We do other things, uh, more intimate shit talking, things we just can't say out loud to the public. So that's where we post all that. And of course, We appreciate all of your support for helping us stay funded and keeping things going. So uh, anyways, thank you guys so much for uh, taking the time to listen. And I hope everyone is living a happy uh, life full of creativity and you're pursuing your dreams and sharing love with others. Call your mothers. See you next week. Bye, everybody. That's fast.